0: She's April. <laughs> She's Molly.
1: And we are the book besties. He, he did a George Foreman. He named everybody George.
0: If you were a child of the '80s, it did not cheat at choose your own adventure. You're a liar.
1: Could you imagine the Revolutionary War with a Boston accent? And now, somehow, you've opened a wormhole
0: and Ben Affleck married JLo. lo Throw the damn tea in the lava! Look at us sciencing.
1: It's a story of an arranged marriage. <laughs> did, you, did you forget my name? Nope, I was doing it to make you stutter.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know what to do when an episode starts
1: with me laughing before we've even gotten through <laughs> oh my god it's been a fun week of it's been a ha- it's been a week of laughter here so i'm glad i made you laugh because we've been having fun all week here i'm Being
0: exhausted with- this is the last week of summer reading summer,
1: yep and Ooh, i'm
0: next <laughs> i'm so tired
1: <laughs> next week will be the girls last full week yeah So they start school on the last week of the month. So So on
0: this side of Virginia, they don't go back until after Labor Day. So my kids Mm. still have a few weeks. But today, this week was the last week of summer reading. Today is like the final day of summer reading. So next week starts like kids coming in for their prizes and stuff.
1: Nice, that'll be busy. Yeah, Uh, my girls created a pool game this week.
0: Pool, like like pool, or no, no, no
1: swimming pool. Swim pool. Um, first.
0: first, I did this, and like, if that's first of all not how you hold a full cube, but also it vaguely looks like I'm somehow masturbating a okay, large, very large penis, a, a, thin, large a thin, large penis. penis. Large penis. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you're just joining us, yes, this is Book Bessies, the podcast. We are just shitheads. Um, so, oh, I should start with the story about Piper, today. of course. Okay. Um, so she found one of my medicine ball weights. Yeah. And she wanted to use it to help her sink to the bottom of the pool, because she wants to know what it's like to sit at the bottom of the pool. Um. um what? <laughs> She's she's a good swimmer, and her lung capacity is great. So I, I, I said I wasn't a fan of her just holding on to this weight, and so she asked me for a rope. So she's been, like, so she's been trying to figure out how to tie a rope to this medicine ball. This so the is incredibly balls.
0: unsafe.
1: <laughs> so this medicine ball Not will sink idea. to the bottom of the pool, and she can, uh, she can use the rope to pull herself down, sit there, and then let go of the rope. And I go, and I go. As long as you figure out how to tie the rope yourself. So she figures out. She thought she figured out how to put, tie it on. She throws it into the pool. The rope just slides off. The medicine ball sinks, and her rope floats to the
0: top. <laughs> oh my gosh! How long did it take her to build this failure of a, of an attempt? <laughs>
1: Um, probably longer than she wants me to say. Um, <laughs> Listen, she did science today. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't thrilled though that 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 she hit a failure. So the medicine ball is no longer at the bottom of my pool because it's only eight pounds, so it's easily carried. And she brought it; it's been brought back up. But she, we're not, we're not happy with the, you know, outcome of she this trial. She needs a net. <laughs> That's a smart idea. Oh, what about those like. What about uh, like a canvas bag, like
0: a grocery bag? Bag. Put it in yes, that, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yep. Or you could even use like a, like a hashtag not sponsored Kroger bag that's like plastic yeah. and just tie yeah. it. Look at us. That one might pull the, the might break the bag. Yeah.
1: But yeah. Um, so instead. Look at us, sciencing. 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 Yeah. Next time, science with Molly and April. Absolutely Nobody wants to see that. Nobody. Absolutely not. So um, instead, they started playing with the divers, but all their Mm -hmm. divers have numbers on them. Mm -hmm. So they turned it into a math game where they had to get the closest to that number by finding the diver on the ground underwater, bringing it up, adding it to their total. And if you go over, you're out. (laughs)
0: If anybody is wondering, this is what it's like having gifted children, because this is shit that my kids do, too. This is not stuff that that normal kids do. Neurotypical kids do not build games like this.
1: (laughs) And the harder it is, Uh the more they love it. Oh, for sure. 100%. Because it's a challenge. So
0: So Mm. my story for the week is that I went to breakfast yesterday with my friend that I extroverted and like invited to breakfast even though like that's nice. not yeah mm-hmm. so we had breakfast again yesterday and then today at church like it was a great breakfast we had a lot of fun a few hours good chatting with a you know with a woman uh mm-hmm. that like Has you know I like, having, I like having i like having female friends but like i also don't like making new doing friends. The outs. I, Right. Yeah. So we had a great time. And then at church today, our pastor does this thing where he's like, Where have you seen God moving in your life? And like, they pass around the microphone and like, people raise their hand and like tell where mm-hmm. God is moving in their life. And she said, I made a really great friend, gave my first and last name, just put it all out there. And like,
1: literally, everyone in the church is turning. <laughs> really, the chairs turn. <sighs>
0: And so I'm like covering my face like this, like mortified, beet red. Her (laughs) husband, she and her husband are in the band and her husband was still on stage because he was like guitaring as a background. And he starts pointing to me and I'm like, fuck. like, this is not, I'm like, no, why? This
1: is the opposite of what I want to do today. This is the opposite of what I want to do today.
0: And then when I talked to her after, she was like, You were embarrassed for it, too. And I was like, yes. She's like, oh, you you little introverts. And I was like.
1: What's funny is. I'm the opposite of an introvert. That would be an extrovert. Right. But for the most part. But I got a point. I swear. But when I get called out like that, Mm -hmm. I panic. Like, I don't want to be this. Like, Dr. Harkness did that to me at one of the cons yeah. and i almost I shit kittens, you told me that story that's crazy and I shit kittens like it's not fun i hate that shit well
0: but even if you weren't that way dr harkness calling you out would have been like i mean she's like a hero of yours so exactly yeah. word yeah word so this week we are talking about this book the night circus by aaron morgenstern
1: did i and- show off the fun features of mine um, I don't know. Mine has Happy? some like cool pictures. Oh, pictures. oh no. Um, first and foremost, it came with
0: two oh, jackets. Right. Yes. You did show last week that it was
1: backwards. It came with two jackets. Two jackets. Um, it was also bound upside down. Upside down. So it's
0: not because when she told me about this, everybody, I was just like, just turn the jacket around. What are you talking no, about? No, 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 It was down.
1: bound upside down. But it's upside, literally bound upside down. Right. Yeah. This is the end of the book.
0: This is the front of the book. <laughs> I don't
1: know why. You because don't it's a that. fun piece. Like how many people, how many people are going to say they have this book? In like 10 years, so many people are going to be like, mm, it actually it might be worth bad. money down the road as a misprint. Right. I don't know. Right. Well, See, what anyway, we the doing the things. Okay. Well, anyway, so we're going to talk about night circus. Yeah, so I how picked how this book. What? Not my weird-ass print version of it. (laughs) Right. Well, we can talk about
0: that, too. So I picked this book because I read it in 2020, Mm -hmm. Um, and it was one that I stopped and started a couple of different times, and then um, I had kidney stones, and when I had my surgery, I was, like, not able to do much, so Mm -hmm. I read the book, and I liked it, but my official review on Goodreads says, I think I like this book. And after a second read, I still feel like I think I
1: like this book. Um, As somebody that has finally finished this book, I think I like this book.
0: Yeah. And so we were going to have a guest on this episode, um, who had to had a scheduling conflict. And so was no longer allowed to able to film with us. Um, when we needed to film for it. So she's going to, it's my friend, Florida, Megan, she's going to come on uh, next season instead. Um, But she did read the book and was like, "Mm, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) And, and Molly texted me and was like, "Mm, I
1: don't know. So it's not even, it's not that I just don't, it's okay. It is that I don't know. It's, I can't pinpoint it. You know how well, you say you like have, it, but you can't explain why you like it? Right. I dislike exactly. it but I can't explain why. Well, let's give me let me give a
0: synopsis and then we'll talk yeah, a little bit we'll more about our about feelings it. about it. Okay, so All them. um I do want to preface this episode by saying that we're gonna do a traditional format. So if this is the very first episode that you've ever listened to of Book Besties, usually what we do is the person who is in charge of picking the book that week, that person like asks questions and then we like engage in conversation. Mm-hmm. But I really struggled to write questions about this book because of the way the book is formatted. book, this book. It's just difficult to... I don't know that it was the best choice for the pod, but we're going to discuss it today. Um, And so instead, I've looped it. I've uh, written like... Different bullet points of like the main storylines, and then ro- how they rope together. And so we're just going to talk about those instead of the normal questions because I don't. Fucking Honestly, know, your guys. breakdown
1: was an easier way to understand this than the following the whole fucking book. Well, thank you. Um, all right, so here's the like synopsis you do it for a living or something. I
0: mean. The circus arrives without warning. No announcements precede it. No paper notices on downtown posts and billboards. No mentions or advertisements in local newspapers. It is simply there when yesterday it was not. The night circus... And that is a quote from the book, by the way. The Night Circus is several stories woven into one that creates a a magic much like the circus itself. It's a book for reverse, which is dreamers in French, uh, the dreamers. But the truth about the circus is that it is actually the arena for a battle between two illusionists chosen as pawns in the game of very old friends. Celia Bowen and Marco Alistair... Are matched in a competition of strategy, wits, and strength. They are all—they uh, are unaware that this particular fight is one to the death. In the midst of creating the circus to showcase their power, they fall in love, because of course they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but their story is not a true enemies-to-lovers story, um, as they don't know that they are each other's competition uh, for most of the time. There are several other so characters. Right. And there are several other characters that work their way through the central story of Celia and Marco, including the twins Poppet and Widget, theater producer Shandresh, physi- uh psychic, not physicist, psychic, Isabel, clockmaker Hare Thiessen, and farm boy Bailey Clark. It's hard to explain how all these stories weave together, but we're going to do our best today. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, so this was my second time reading this book, and this time I actually did the audiobook, which is narrated by Jim Dale, for all mm-hmm. of you Harry Potter fans. Um, both times I felt like I wasn't totally sure I actually liked the book. Um, I took a chance picking this book in an attempt to prove I could actually like historical fantasy. Because you don't that's don't like big- it. But, I, but I think I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, like... <sighs>
1: I, don't I mean, think you think you
0: do. <laughs> I do, though. The thing is about this book. This is why I like. I think I do. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I rated it four stars. That's a that's a high rating for me.
1: For you, yes.
0: I don't really give five stars very often. No. Um, but this book has like a huge following, Molly. Like it has it does. its own fandom. Like it, it has does. its own fandom, and I don't get. I don't that get it.
1: Side of it. I don't either. We all know. I either I don't. We all know
0: I, on book besties that I don't like Harry Potter, but I understand that there's a fandom for Harry Potter. I understand well, why that fandom exactly exists. The reason behind the fandom is there, right? Like, right. But for the Night Circus, I, it's only God. one book. It's a complicated book, um, so I don't really understand the fandom. But
1: I, I, I like the book. I think I, I, I don't know, like. The story is good. I get mm-hmm. the point of the story. Mm-hmm. I I like the writing. She has a great She's a good writer. She's a good writer. The details get muddy for me. She goes really hard sometimes in some of these mm-hmm. scenes. Yeah. And you forget who's in the conversation or who's in the room or who's well, who a lot leaving. of
0: characters. It's a
1: lot of it's a
0: large cast of characters. And,
1: in books like that, there's usually something in the book to like Tell you who everybody is, like a reminder for the reader. Especially how busy this book is, and there's just and the book's not
0: short. It's three hundred eighty-seven eighty-seven pages. Like this is a big book. I needed a guide.
1: I needed. Yeah, that's fair. Hobbit and Widget. I remembered, and then I can't even remember. I remember the uh, the. Assistant to the guy that created it. I can't even. Marco. Or Marco. And I remember The Illusionist. But I can't even remember her name because there's so Celia. many names in this. Yeah. And Tsukiko. I remember Tsukiko. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I couldn't tell you who her dad is. I couldn't, like. Like, I feel so like. so hard. Like, I feel like. And Bailey, I don't I remember understand. Bailey.
0: I feel like I don't understand the fandom because it is an overcomplicated standalone book. Like, that's it's where so I have the difficulty. This could have been. I this don't know that you could have, bucks, honestly. Yes, but I don't think you could have shortened it. But I think what you should have done is, I, I think what she could have done
1: as is soon as he lengthen, found out
0: is sorry. lengthen it to where Celia finds out that Marco is her competition. And That's then exactly what I was thinking. Born. Yep. We're right then, the Right. When and
1: she then Umbrella, right yeah when
0: the umbrella yeah she finds out that marco is the illusionist she's competing against because she has his umbrella and then open book two with the competition like rising and the love side of it rising yeah like i don't think it's you exactly need to what I would have do. that in the first one and i mean it would have been her having to double the length of this book but i think i would have enjoyed it more i because mean because the
1: pace of the beginning it could handle it though this it could, could. This series, this, okay, this idea, this thought process, these characters could have, it been, could have been a four series. book series and Absolutely. I would have read it. Absolutely. Four book and series. A, and a four book it.
0: series that's better than Twilight, probably. This
1: feels like a cliff note <clears throat> of a bigger idea.
0: Oh my gosh, that is a great description. Okay, so I'm on board with that. And like, I don't feel like, I feel like the problem is that the beginning of this book starts really slow. Like, it's a slow start. but then It's a when slow you get, book. But when you get to the point of when, like, Celia and Marco, like, are, like, kissing and they feel that, like, electrical charge, from then on, the book is so fast. And, like, I needed them to slow down there because they're switching back. Like, especially, like, the day that Hare Teeson dies Mm -hmm. is Halloween. And, like, a year later is when Bailey comes to the circus. And, like, they keep going back between those two chapters. And I was, like, I'm very confused (laughs) as to what year this is.
1: What was – okay, so – she does this thing in this book where like when Bailey goes into the tents and he's seeing all these new things for the first Mm -hmm. time and she's giving us the details and she's explaining it so well. And it's, it's wonderful and it's detailed and you understand it. And then there's times like the midnight parties where she goes into such detail and there's so many characters, you lose the book. And then there's moments like when the fortune teller, the girlfriend goes to see Marco yeah. she blows the dust in his face. Isabel. And then he, and like, that is all confusing because it's super vague. And, <clears throat> and her writing changes from vagueness to too much detail to perfect. Like, and, it's
0: it, it, it's the three little bears. And I, they don't do a good job establishing that Isabel can even do magic. Like, we know that there's that, that point that when she right. takes, like, she has made like a charm that but pins. is that her
1: or was it Tsukiko
0: telling her to do it? No. The the one that captures Marco, sukiko mm-hmm. But under Marco's guidance, she made a charm that pinned Celia, Marco, and Isabel to the circus. Huh? And then she undoes that, and that's the day that Harrington dies. But, but it's never established magic- that she actually was successfully doing magic.
1: Right, and I so think she- that
0: that was like that scene was like thrown in in order to make her be able to do magic later, that she could capture Marco.
1: But wasn't Tsukiko the one that got her all involved in this? Um, well, Tsukiko and her were very close. Like, I feel
0: close. like the magic isn't hers. Like but she was often Tsukiko's. in Tsukiko's
1: room and in her lap. Yeah, yeah, they in that well kind close. of way. Mm-hmm. History will call was... them close friends, roommates.
0: Yeah, I mean, she was still in love with Marco, friends. but I'm pretty sure she was also banging Tsukiko. I mean, um, have you heard the
1: description? We all want to bang su- of Tsukiko. I mean, She's like a billion years old, though. Right, but so is Edward Cullen and you don't seem to have an issue with that.
0: I mean, I really don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's My immortal. Vampire. It's He's a little bit
0: different. <laughs> I mean, it's a little different. He's immortal. Sukiko is. Sukiko I mean, kind of is. She kind of is. All right. <clears throat> so let's talk about the challenge. All right. Okay. So this is the challenge. I have descriptions for each of these. Okay. Mr. A.H., which is... The one that Marco is paired with. And Hector Bowen, who's Celia's dad, have spent what could be centuries, like we don't actually know how long, but it's obviously a very, very long time, battling each other by choosing a candidate to train in their method of illusions. They then pen the candidates against each other in a battle to the death. We later learn that these challenges started after Hector, apprenticed for A.H., and he decided that he wanted to use his own methodology and in basically ways. he was trying yeah. to prove that his was better. In this story, Hector chooses his own daughter to challenge Mr. A.H.'s candidate, Marco. The intensity of the challenge leads to Marco and Celia falling in love, which of course it does. Was this a believable story aside from the magic? I mean, is this one that you like? I mean, I thought it was innovated. I've never read anything like this before.
1: Okay, so the story's creative. Okay? Yeah yeah it's very creative it's thoughtful it's well thought yeah. out the yeah. venue we don't read a lot of books that focus on circus so the only other
0: one that i've read was Water, Water for all yeah
1: we could do that one i actually did like that and that's historical fiction it's okay um okay it's okay but that's we could the talk way. about the movie starring edward Cullen reese with Spoon and robert pattinson mm-hmm. um What was the question? Um, Like, did you find the story
0: believable, innovative? Like, how did you feel about the story? Um, So, okay, it's creative.
1: I like the idea. It's creative. Mm -hmm. I had troubles with the timeline. Mm -hmm. Um, Being that we're not getting a good sense of where in time we are. Yeah. It's very muddled in that way. And I wish that was clearer, especially when we learn how fast and how long they've been doing this. Like at the end, yeah. there's a website on the card. So I it's know. like is an email address. Right. So like obviously this has been going for on for a long time. And obviously mm-hmm. this is more enriched and longer and more in depth than we're seeing. Yeah. It's just the timeline issues along with how the story gets muddy at times made it hard for me to like and enjoy this idea in this thought bubble. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I totally get that. And actually the writing style and timeline mixing was one of my like later points, which is that like, the hardest thing about this book is that it floats back and forth in the time. So it is really hard to follow like what is happening? And when I read the physical book, I had a little bit of an easier time with that because I could just flip back. Oh, this is mm-hmm. 1901 versus 1902.
1: They say it at the top um, of the chapter in the audiobook. Yeah, but, but you by
0: so fast, yeah, I miss it. You do. Um, but the book actually takes place between 1873 and 1903, so 30 years. That's a and fucking long time. It's a
1: long time, and nobody um, ages except for the
0: twins. Right. And that is actually part of one of the illusions, right? So Marco basically creates an illusion that they're aging, but they're aging significantly slower. So they don't look like they're aging at all. Um, and that sounds more like a hex than a freaking.
1: illusion. They keep calling
0: them illusions, but it's more like that they're doing voodoo. Like
1: honestly. And witchcraft. Yeah. And do- it's, it's dark it's, magic, right?
0: It's dark magic. That's exactly what it is. They're doing dark magic. Um but, like, I think I said this earlier, but the day that Hare Teeson dies is Halloween 1901, and Bailey takes over the circus on Halloween 1902. And so, because it keeps referencing Halloween and being, like, the best night to be at the circus, it's, like, really hard to keep track of because those chapters keep flipping back and forth, mm-hmm. and it's the end of the book. Like, it's it's hard to keep track of. So, I mean, I agree with you. I like the writing. I think she's a really vivid storyteller, but the timeline here is so wonky.
1: So wonky. So wonky. And it makes, a uh, uh, a fan edition of this should have, include two things. Mm-hmm. A full timeline of where the circus travels and the illusions and as they're added, like a very yeah. detailed timeline. And then a breakdown of characters. Well, I will
0: say a criticism of this book I think she forgets what illusions she's already created. Facts. Like, I feel like there's references to illusions that we never know were created. And then all of a sudden they're just there and we don't know if it was Celia or Marco. This is a pantser
1: writing. This is what it looks like when a pantser writes versus someone that is a organized writer.
0: But you know how that would have been solved? It's not by making an outline. It's by making more books. Right. Or fucking keeping track. I, yeah. As soon
1: as I write, I create a, a pivotal point of, I know it's a pivotal point of my process. Mm-hmm. I write it down. I put it on my pushboard and I write yeah. it down and I go and I label it. Chapter three, uh, X, Y, and Z happens to character. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's always there and I can reference it. And I have a, I mean, I have detailed books of all my characters when I start creating well, I don't think she ever loses the characters. I think the
0: only two characters that are really easy to confuse. Are I the did. Two, you did get them confused? Oh, um, constantly. Well, at one point. Um, I just only had trouble with the. The, the seamstress was no, talking to. Uh, Tara and Lainey because they make them be basically the same person. So right. I struggle with them.
1: Who's the seamstress? Miss, or uh, Madame um, Tussaud? No, Madame that's Tussauds. the person that does the wax figures. <laughs> God bless you. See, I'm mixing these characters up because their names are so wild. I can't keep up with it.
0: I don't even know who the seamstress is. I don't have it in my
1: notes. There's this scene with the seamstress, and she's talking about when one of the older twins died. Mm -hmm. Right? And she's talking about when she eventually goes, that she's going to give... Her, all of she does to Lily or Lena or Lillian. Oh, to or- Yeah.
0: Oh, because Tara died. Those people, Laney and what Tara the are Lainey? not I don't remember who she is, though. That's what I'm she's saying. She's like, one I- of the older twins, but she's not, they're not actually twins, Molly. They're um, sisters. They're sisters. And they never, Tara and Laney, they never say who is who. They keep getting them confused like the characters do. Mm-hmm. And they never reveal which one of them is older. So much so that, um, There's a character, Ethan, who's one of, like, the the theater group, who's in love with both of them and never decides which one to marry until Tara dies. And then he's like, I'll just marry Lainey. Right. I remember that. So while we're on the topic of the theater group, Mr. A.H., which is the one that chose Marco again, Mm -hmm. basically uses his illusions. Like, he puts a like weird hexy thing on Shandresh, who's a theater uh producer to create the nice circus as the venue for the challenge um so this group of people uh chose like they chose the ambiance the performance space like they basically designed the circus right Um, the color scheme being that it's black and white and and then it only is at night um pops of red Pops of red. Right. Um, and they, they really don't control the circus because wait, no, the pops of red are something else. It's always black and white. The pops of red are, um, hair t and the reverse. Reverse. Um, Right. Right. So the the scarves and bullshit. Yeah. Right. But, but what what really is the truth is that like, they actually don't have control over the circus because Celia and Marco are controlling the circus with the illusions they create. Mm -hmm. Um, They just don't know that. So we learned throughout the story that they're not aging. We talked about that and um, that no one connected to the circus is aging. Mm -hmm. Um, So you've already said that you had difficulty like keeping track of them. Um, I just wanted to like note, how did you feel about Tara dying? So she steps in front of a train. So they call it a suicide, but no one else has been able to die. So what was your feeling on that?
1: I think Marco killed her. Well, I think AH did it, but yes. I think Marco killed her. I think Marco realized she was asking too many questions. Mm-hmm. And I think he probably went to AH mm-hmm. and said, hey, this is what's going on. And AH probably said, deal with it. Well, I think the person- this is that, your problem. Deal with it.
0: I think that AH was talking to um, Celia's dad, Hector because they talk about how they can she can vaguely see him but she couldn't for yeah, sure he's like, see like him.
1: translucent but he's not right yeah
0: it's very weird um and yeah. so she steps in front of the train because she's trying to see what's over there but i'm pretty sure mr a.h killed her but um i don't know how he undid marco's spell but. i don't either all right so isabel and marco our two main characters, yes. Isabel, no. I'm sorry, not our two main characters. Isabel is our fortune teller. Isabel okay. is the fortune teller for the cir- the circus, and she meets Marco when she finds his books of, book of spells. Mm-hmm. They don't call it spells, but they call that's it, what it is.
1: markings or yeah, whatever.
0: whatever. Um, <laughs> it's before the circus begins. Charms, charms. They call it book charms. of charms. That's it. Um, Marco allows Isabel to move in with him and they begin a romantic relationship. Eventually, Marco uses Isabel to keep an eye on Celia in the circus while Marco continues to remain in London as Shandrash's assistant. When Marco and Celia admit they love each other, Isabel feels betr- betrayed. As uh, she uh, should. What sort of thoughts do you have on their
1: story? Um, Isabel is the fortune teller. Mm hmm. She has this line in the end that perfectly, I feel like, sums up their relationship. She's talking to him before she blows the powder in his face. And it's like she's talking about how she was the right person at the wrong time. Right. And how she wanted it to be meant to be. She wanted Mm -hmm. to think that he was the one for her. She was... She saw it in the card. She saw the future and she was denying herself. And if that is not a symbol and a representation of young love and loving the wrong person, I don't know what is. I have a different feeling about this. And it's a great symbol for what it's like to be in a relationship with a person you know that's bad for you and you still stay with them. So I what you think.
0: I feel like Isabel was using Marco. Really? I think that um, she was using Marco to have a roof over her head, someone to take care of her. You think and, she was a grifter. And I think she was doing the same thing with Tsukyo, or Tsukiko. Su- Tsukiko. It doesn't
1: feel like it, though. Tsukiko.
0: Maybe she's more powerful than we know. I think that Marco helps her gain power. But when she talks about there's a card from her original deck that she hides. And I'm pretty sure that card was meant to be like, I'm going to use the term voodoo again. Yeah. The lover's card to
1: keep Marco in her under her. Oh, so you think she so you think when she she pickpocketed the Book of Spells. Mm-hmm. She saw he was powerful. Mm-hmm. She knew she could hitch her wagon to him, showing yeah. what little power she had. Right. And just, I mean, that's a really interesting thought. I don't know because I'm not Aaron Morgan's term, but that that's is a the vibe really I That is a really interesting thought. That is mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, I think she's uh, kind of shady. Have you looked that up? I, wonder, I That would be a really interesting fan theory to look up. I'm, I I'll look it up, and if I find it, I'll put it in the notes because okay. I'm sure there's a Reddit thread about it. I'm sure there is.
0: There I'm is sure a whole knows. fandom behind this
1: book. Yeah. All right,
0: so I want to talk about the clockmaker. So Herr Thiessen.
1: Oh, I love him. <sighs> you know he he, he he um he's a sweeter variation of my great grandfather. He reminds me very much of my great grandfather, who is German. So
0: if they ever cast this movie, they need to hire Mister Feeney, and he just needs to have a German accent. That's Herr Facts. Thiessen.
1: Facts. He. I mean, he's classically trained. I'm sure
0: he has one. I'm uh, sure he always sounds. Br- vaguely British, anyway. So it's the be- it's, he the, can do it's it. the
1: it's the proper posture and mm-hmm. the yeah. Uh, so like princess, so he's yeah. you do have a Princess I think going on.
0: So he uh, is the clockmaker. He builds this mm-hmm. very elaborate clock that I don't. There's no way it's fucking even possible. Whatever. He builds no. this clock for the the circus, um, and that cir- that clock doesn't actually have any magic other than Celia keeping it going without I, without it getting damaged. And after he visits the circus for the first time, he sort of becomes obsessed with the circus. And he starts this group called the Revere's. He mm-hmm. starts writing um, basically articles that are published about the circus. And he wears a single piece of red clothing to separate himself from the circus. So he's in all black and white with right. one single piece of red clothing. And basically he starts a movement of people who follow the circus all over. He, he's the first fandom. He's the first fandom. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And uh, the the parts of the book that we read, like his writing, are all second person, which I found really odd, and I didn't like that. I know what it's she was not- trying to do, but it, I didn't like it.
1: Same. I get what she's. I see what she's trying to do, but we're our, this book is already complicated. Yeah. Changing the point of view makes it harder. She could have just
0: made that look like an article in the text. That's what I was just
1: gonna say. Make like it look like like they did a, for a sample
0: from the book. Evelyn Hugo. So it's right. like a sample. Yeah, right.
1: Right. Make a sip it. Don't. Yeah.
0: Don't. Yes. I, I didn't like the second point yes. of view. It almost made yes. it feel like a choose your own adventure book, which is how I always feel anytime I read a second person point of view. And I was just like, eh, I'm not here for that.
1: I have a love hate with those. I know. I always lost and went back and cheated. And cheated I cheated. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. We're on the same
0: page. <laughs> If you were a child of the 80s, it did not cheat at Choose Your Own Adventure. You're a you're liar. You're a liar. <laughs> liar. Liar. I give you this because you're a liar. Um, <laughs> Hashtag liar. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really feel like his death, which, by the way, I got was, emotional. Yes, it was upsetting. It was very sad. I feel like his death was sort of the catalyst for how the circus unraveled. And like, that was like the
1: beginning of the climax. He was the, the binding because he was the clock.
0: Yeah. Oh, he's the clock. Ooh. ooh. I he never thought of clock. that. I never thought of that. Cause you know what? The book picks up pace after that. So like yeah. the clock speeds up. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good point. He
1: binds the circus together because he put his blood, sweat and tears into that clock. And the interesting, and- sorry,
0: go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. As I say, he—I agree with you. He like put his blood, sweat, and tears into the clock, and it became a part of the binding and the spell when they started fucking right. But Marco didn't think to give him the same like
1: protection because he didn't think about it. He wasn't really connected. Doesn't he say something about that? Yeah, he does. He apologizes. He's like, he's like, I wish I would have thought to save him,
0: because Celia and. Mr. Hare become like really close like they're actually pen pals, Isabel and then she tells him yeah.
1: about where the circus is and where Isabel thinks she's
0: in love with Mr. Hare Teeson mm-hmm. she thinks he's in love with him um, but anyway that was very
1: you know, sad a lot. September uh September January relationship there instead of May June you know <laughs> September June.
0: I was like that's not the expression but I, I get what you're saying
1: <laughs> because Hare Teeson's so old He's
0: very and she's old. so young. <laughs> right, right. All right, Pop and Widget. It's
1: not fucking explain it.
0: It's not. Okay, Pop and Widget and Bailey. All right, this is their story. So Pop and Widget are twins. They were yes. born one hour before the circus started the first night and one hour after the fir- circus started the first night. Discovery um, of Witches. <laughs> Discovery of Witches. Discovery of Witches. Okay. Deb did this so, too. Side note for our listeners. The this reason I put part. this... The reason I put this book on the pod was because it reminded me so much of Discovery of Witches. Like, when I read Discovery of Witches, I was like, oh, this is sort of like the night circus. So I thought Molly would like it better, but she doesn't. So whatever.
1: But you know what? I looked it up because I needed to see who wrote it first because mm-hmm. I was getting pissed for Deb. She wrote it first.
0: Yeah, well, I don't think Deb, like, stole it from her or No, anything. no, no, no.
1: I'm just as popular as Deb's book was. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be hard for an author to read something and be like, "Ooh, I like that idea. I'm going to use it. Yeah. But this was it took a while for this to gain popularity. So it was just a strange coincidence.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Right. All right. So the twins are
0: born an hour before and an hour after the circus gets, kicks off. They have the ability to pop it can read the stars and mm-hmm. Widget can read people's histories on themselves. Weirdest so, nicknames ever. Yeah, I don't even know what their real names are. I don't remember. Penelope um, and something else. Who knows? So the two are the that. only ones that are norm that are aging at a normal pace. Like they are growing up where the rest of the circus is not aging. Um, which is very much like Once Upon a Time, where Henry was the only one that was aging and the rest of the town was under that curse. You watched that uh-huh. show, right? Which hashtag show? not sponsor. Once upon a time.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, I did. Hashtag Penelope not sponsored because that's a Disney a- thing and we can't. Aislin- is Poppet, and And Widget is Winston Aiden. Yeah, Poppet and Widget's
0: better. Okay. Um, (laughs) All right, so Poppet meets Bailey for the first time when he's actually a farm boy, pretty young, like maybe nine. Child, he's a child. He's a child. Um, He's a child. (laughs) And then they kind of re-meet... while he comes to the circus and like my problem with this the first time i read it was bailey's story did not seem connected at all no but I know. bailey in fact ends up being uh the anchor for celia and marco to pass the circus over
1: hashtag spoiler alert yeah um,
0: big spoiler alert
1: <laughs> okay and i text you and i go bailey as in Barnum and Bailey Circus. And I was like, never even thought of it. And you know, I Googled it. Uh-huh. Nobody else is putting it together either. Oh, well, Molly, you're so, the fucking genius. Or I'm just trying too hard to tie these two books, this book to something else. <clears throat> so I have reasoning, right? All reasoning. Right. <laughs> There's none in here.
0: Um. Here is my big for Jim Dale. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I know. I know. People are going to hate me. Bailey is from Massachusetts, Mr. Dale. Oh, he sure is. And he does not have a asshole accent. He does not sound like, he sounds like he's Harry Potter. So,
1: um, and so does I'm going to need Bridget, you to not make way. him Bridget,
0: or Brit- British. Seriously. Widget, yeah, it does sound like He's terrible. a hole. He gets his car from the other side near the bar. Okay, but also, it was the 1900s, so I don't know how much they sounded like that then, but he would still they be always American. always sounded
1: like that. Could you imagine the Revolutionary War with a Boston accent? <laughs> Throw the damn tea in the, the We're throwing the tea in the, the haba. haba! The haba! And the haba! In the haba! Have you seen God. that commercial with John Krasinski, Chris Evans, yeah. Rachel yeah. McEll- yeah. like all the, the Bostonians.
0: Yeah.
1: And he's like, yeah. look at the car. Look at the car. Yeah. If you it's don't hilarious. know what I'm talking about, I'll put the link for the YouTube link in the. It's, it's hilarious. hilarious. Yeah. Not a, a group you'd ever expect to be together, but Bostonians unite, I guess. I guess, <laughs> except
0: for Ben Affleck, they left him out of that
1: one. <laughs> I mean, we all want to leave Ben Affleck out of everything. How is he married to J Lo? Like, what happened? How did the- he fuck up? Like-, like Jennifer Gardner, one of the most innocent, amazing human beings on this planet. Yeah, and you just yeah. fucking bounce, listen, and get a back tattoo, and going to-, to gambling debt, and have to go to freaking
0: Gamblers back- Anonymous. T- a back tattoo of a phoenix because you were rising on the ashes. What ashes? She literally makes cookies on her Instagram page. Like what the fuck? She ashes is my are favorite right
1: hu- one of my favorite human beings on this planet. She is She's too so pure for all of us. I know.
0: And like. I'm really tired of Gen Z deciding that they can just, like, they know all the things. We've got ice in our veins. Listen, 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 little Gen Z. You have invented nothing. You are recycling our clothes and our music in your TikToks. And now, somehow, you've opened a wormhole and Ben Affleck married J-Lo.
1: Look, I'm not liking this variation of the metaverse. (laughs) Set it back. Set it back. (laughs) fix it undo it because i'm tired of seeing ben affleck on my timeline i'm tired of it
0: and while I you're don't at it care. get rid of the kardashians because i'm tired of them too
1: i i whatever
0: um anyways night circus oh right what are we here for fuck this 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 book this book all right so let's talk about the lovers marco and celia marco and celia all right, so they fall in love while they're competing and they both basically forfeit through a loophole that they basically remove themselves from the our dimension. They, they do put what her dad on did on a separate plane, man. They yes, they did what her dad did except they do it better cuz like he they're actually on the separate plane as opposed to like straddling. Mm-hmm. Um how do you feel about is this an enemies to lovers story? Is it that?
1: It's a story of an arranged marriage, but it's not an arranged marriage. (laughs) It is two children who are promised to each other, but they're promised to kill each other. It is the weirdest game of chicken I have ever read. Isn't that like one of the stories
0: from um, what's the Marvel movie with uh, Chris Pratt? Captain America? No, Chris oh, Guardians Pat. of the Galaxy. Aren't the sisters supposed to kill each other? Yes. Uh, Gamora, is that her name? Gamora? Yes,
1: because um, their sister. dad, Thanos, was mm-hmm. putting Gamora and... What the fuck is her name? I don't know. She's played by Amelia Pond. Um, and Nebula. Nebula.
0: Aren't Nebula. What happens
1: other? is Thanos... I almost knocked that over. Thanos... Thanos... Thanos? Say it how you want. Thanos um, would Mm. make them fight as siblings. And every time one lost and one won, the one that lost would go in for repairs. Henceforth Nebula always having upgrades because Mm. she was never good enough to beat her sister. So what's not fair to Nebula was she was a different race and planet than Gamora. She was never going to beat Gamora because of Gamora's childhood and where she was raised. They were raised warriors. Nebula was raised on a planet was from a planet uh, as an orphan from a planet that was of civilness. They were not bred or raised for war. It was sorry I'm going into nerd hard. I'm I didn't realize I was spiraling. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm just letting it happen. Anyways my point is is you are bound. It's different though because these rings that they burn into the two mm-hmm. lovers' hands symbolizes marriage. It symbolizes a yeah. bond. It symbolizes this and binding. That's, and that's not
0: always how they do it. They don't always make the markings on the hands. Sukiko, no. hers was on her back,
1: right? Well, so I it, think it honestly, was. I think
0: it was very pointed that it was on their ring finger. They were mm-hmm. bound in almost a marriage. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely.
1: Yeah. It makes the most sense. It, it, it just. I yeah. think they don't know what they did. I think they bound them with rings and they didn't realize what they put into play when they created wedding rings. And they did right. the sacredness of the marriage ring and like right. the, the symbolization of that, you know? Right.
0: I think it's really interesting that Sukiko tries to convince Celia that Marco doesn't really love her. And after and they after they sleep together the first time, even her dad is like, you don't want to be a whore for him. Whore. You don't, yeah. Oh, you're
1: his whore. Yeah. I think what it was is the reason I think Sukiko was trying to convince her, her to let go of Marco is Sukiko wanted to keep the circus as is. She loved mm-hmm. her life. She loved Celia. She loved her people. And Celia was her people. And she didn't fucking care about Marco. She cared about Celia and wanted to keep Celia safe. And I'm not so sure that because spoiler alert,
0: Suki was formerly Mr. AH's he she's her last he she was the last, last contestinated AH. And and she won Previous right?
1: winner. Right.
0: She won when her competitor lit herself on fire because she loved Suki. They both fell in love.
1: Win. Yeah.
0: And I mean
1: <clears throat> that magic I, has to have some sort of love spell in it because Suki well, fell in love with her opponent too. Well, she describes it as just like
0: being such a powerful connection that you can't help but fall in love. I mean, and more of an it's,
1: infatuation.
0: It's the enemies to lover trope, though. I mean, that's what happens in enemies to lover, right? Like you but can't it's also help. Like
1: a PTSD story. It's you and I went through the same terrible thing together, yeah. and the only other person that understands what I'm going through and the pressure I'm under yeah. and how I'm feeling about this is right there, and you're right. my you're my opponent at the same time.
0: Well, neither one of them realizes that this is to death. And once they figure that out and Marco tells, they like, want out. H, when he tells him I'm in love with her, he's like, then you're a fool. You shouldn't have you're done, done. Yes. Yeah. You guys got to fight to the death. The fact that Celia's dad was willing to sacrifice his own daughter, although I don't think he ever had that connection with her because like he didn't Celia's fucking mom, care. Celia's mom had her. He didn't even know. Hector didn't even know that she had a kid. He basically seduced the mom Put some sort of weird trance on her. Slept with her a few times. Celia was made in that process. And he bounced on her before he even knew about Celia. And then she was so
1: obsessed with her. She
0: killed herself. Killed herself. I think she killed herself also because her
1: daughter was doing weird shit. Like her. Right. Celia like, had
0: a, like a natural ability.
1: Right. I'm not, I'm not dealing with this. Go see your father. Yeah. Right. Every mother says has ever said. Um. So I
0: don't have this in here, but I do want to talk about that final scene. Cause I know it was really confusing. Um, so like what Weird. happens at the end, I'm spoiler alert and all over the place here, but basically when Celia and Marco take themselves on a different plane, they anchor Bailey to the circus. He agrees to do this. So he's not forced he to do it. He agrees to do it. He's going to stay with Poppet and Widget. He's in love with Poppet. Basically.
1: Another um, love story, a very subtle love story, but a very nice, It's another story in there.
0: Yeah. Well, how could you not fall in love with a girl with fiery red hair? I mean, come on.
1: I know. I married the ginger. Yeah. I know you did.
0: Tom also married the ginger, (laughs) except today it's purple. It is purple. I don't even know if it's being picked up on camera, but, you know. It's purple. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, Bailey, like this story goes on, like I said, for 30 years, but when Bailey takes over the circus in 1902, um, we flash forward and it's a new person that's at the circus, like doing the second person point of view. And he's given the card of Bailey and he has an email address. So we know right. we make it, the circus goes on. Right. Basically.
1: It's still out there, but it also is like insinuating that you too might one day stumble across the magic mm-hmm. that is the, the magic circus. The ice
0: circus. Yeah. Yeah. So it, that's it, pretty cool. The reader
1: hope that they yeah. too could be a part of this world.
0: Yeah. Um, so that's all I really have. I know we um, only have 50 minutes, but what did you have? So
1: I want to talk about. Uh, hold on. I'm gathering my thoughts. Okay, first, the storyline's great. It's not great. It's fine. The idea is great. Yeah, I think that the idea is very the idea is great, creative. Like I said, I I think it should have been broken up in more books. And one hundred percent agree with that. It um, I had a thought bubble and I lost it. I'm surprised it hasn't been picked up for a movie or a show yet. The popularity of
0: it. I think it was bought, but I don't think anything's um, come of it. Hang on. I'll Google while you're still talking.
1: I'm thinking. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, it's in pre-production.
1: Uh, Oh,
0: it was bought in 2019 by Lionsgate. So I'm guessing that it might not have Yeah, it's going to be
1: a while then because pandemic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Books like this, especially when they dive this deep into time and history. I'm really surprised, which I don't think it needed it, but it might have helped the readers stay in time Talking about historical events or talking about how they couldn't go to this part of the world in X, Y, and Z because of this, this, and this. Or talking mm-hmm. about, like, they were in New York. Like, why not talk about seeing the skyscrapers being built? Or it, it, it just felt like... Yeah. We weren't getting a place in time on purpose. Even though she kept saying... London, March 1900. Then you jump around 1900, you're in London. And then you're you, you, Concord, that, Mass. Isn't this the same- you're, you're not given a sense of time, but they're telling you the time every time you start a chapter. Isn't and this it's the same complaint that
0: we had about uh, uh, Addie LaRue. It's the same complaint
1: we had about that. Yeah, it's exactly it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's just I I need consistency when it comes if you're going to dive into historical fiction Mm -hmm. you need to be consistent with your timeline you need to make sure your reader is immersed in that era or it's not historical fiction it's a story
0: and I want to know if we're supposed to believe that the circus continued on until we have email what the fuck happened to the circus during world war one world war two <laughs> right are <laughs> the they circus? just sitting somewhere and how are it they isn't
1: anywhere in europe
0: and clearly bailey's not aging unless this is like his great-grandson and that name just keeps everybody's
1: fucking bailey everyone's but like, bailey but is you're a bailey else... you're a bailey you're a bailey
0: you're a bailey well i mean are the other circus performers still there have they stopped aging Are Poppet and widget still there is bailey married
1: to... i need more answers George, he he did a George Foreman. He named everybody George. He named everybody Bailey. Every one, he every child that came out of him being procreated was a Bailey, <laughs> just to be on the safe side. I just he need George your information
0: it. about what happened. Like, if you're gonna flash forward, then I need more closure than that. You, is yeah, everybody just, else still there? Like, I don't,
1: I don't know. And I, I mean, it's wonderful and it's very sweet that the de- dedication on the clock is the Fuchs like here fuchs hair thesean here thank you here fuchs is <laughs> <laughs> Discovery of witches sorry like, oh, it's too many, many it names is. it's too many names can we That's be
0: done fair. with it <laughs> what's funny i just want to say this real quick when we molly and i were texting about this book i asked her like how she felt about it and she was like telling me different you know things while she was reading and i was like i'm gonna be perfectly honest with you if you get on there and say you don't like it i don't think i can defend defend the counterpoint but it's not that i don't <laughs> like it I'm i don't think i can defend that this book makes you feel indifferent about it i think that the changes that we are proposing that it be more books would have really made it better she's a good writer
1: Except that's in not the, the, the movie. Problem.
0: Fix it that's, in the movie. That's not the problem. It's a good, she's a
1: good writer. She's a great writer. Yeah. I, All there right. Is just do you want issues. to talk issues? Yeah. Issues. Do you want to talk about what
0: we're doing next week?
1: Please, for the love of God. So Please. I still don't have a copy
0: of it. So Tom, put the book right here. In here. The book. Yeah. The Book of Lost Names. Pick a hand to put it on or put it in the middle of us. Um, the Book of Lost Names by. Kristen Harmel, is that right? Kristen Harmel? Harmel? Oh, shit. book, Kristen Harmel. Um, And I finished that book uh, Friday, and Molly is working on it now, and Mm -hmm. that's what we're going to do next week. And this week, I just want to let everyone know um, that there will be... Nope. This is the week after I'm doing that, because I'm filming, and it's already happened. Well, if you missed the carousel on (laughs) our... On our social media. We're posting it this. Still it's, it's still pinned. It's still pinned. We're It'll post- be pinned
1: on and TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram.
0: Yeah. Um, so we're, we posted the September reads. And we are kicking off the month of September with this book here. A Good Girl's Guide to Murder uh, by Holly Jackson. And we have a special guest star coming in. Um, we have Alexa from the Close, cozy Blanket cozy, Reads.
1: Blanket Reads, yes. Cozy blanket, blanket Reads. Instagram. And she's on t-
0: TikTok and Instagram. She's wonderful.
1: The um, content's like creepy- fantastic. And she's always oh, got yeah suggestions. And she does do read-alongs in her story. Like, she'll yeah. tell you, like, where she's at in her stories. I really yeah. love that.
0: I like when she finishes a book and she does, like, honest reviews. And, like... Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've That's actually we're here for. I've actually put a few uh, books that she's reviewed on my TBR from that. So she's really great. We had a pre meeting with her, and
1: she was she's just very so nice. Lovely. I like her. She's Pretty Canadian,
0: so. so you know she's
1: very polite because yeah. you know <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> don't you know
1: <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: um, anyway, so we're gonna have her on as we read a Good Girl's Guide to Murder to kick off September, uh, and then the rest of the September books will announce next week or maybe in that September? sounds right i don't Something. know what's
1: next <laughs> um
0: after a good girl's guide to murder we're reading project hail mary
1: oh which, yeah i we're super excited about that
0: yeah, yeah so we loved uh, his last
1: book so we did um it would be um, really sad if we fucking hated it we read um never come on then <laughs> what is that book called the what's martian the Thank
0: you. So we read The Martian in um, season one, um, and I can we'll put in the Andy, description by Andy link to that episode. Weird. And um, mm-hmm. Project Hail Mary has been on our TBR since then, so we're going to do that one. Yeah.
1: And because we're reading so good.
0: Well, here I'll just go through the list. I'll pull it up and Fantastic. I'll go through it. Might as well because we're sitting here talking awesome. about Classic. it. So why not? We got a few minutes. Um, we are reading Good Girls Guide to Murder. Project Hail Mary. I don't have that book. Um, the Astonishing Color of After, which I have started. I picked it for Shelf Appeal. Uh, and then our
1: last book of the month is
0: Triptych?
1: Triptych by Green Slaughter. It is her first book in the Will Trent series, which just got picked up for a full season TV show on ABC. It is going wow. to be so good. It is such a great... Will Trent is a GBI uh you know what? Wait and hear the episode and I'll I've and get never heard of
0: it or read it, but Molly has been wanting me to read it for a while. I love so. the
1: series. There's so many books and the stories are so good. And Will Trent is such a Is flawed, it mystery? It's he's a Georgia Bureau investigation uh, detective and he does murders and crimes like missing persons and murder and things like that. Hmm. He's done terrorist things. Like there's a novelette where he's stuck in an airport, and like it's just him. And the, the novelette is just him trying to solve something in one uh, uh one of his shifts at the airport. It's really funny. Okay, um, I'm gonna take. If you, you know Will it. Trent, it, it, it's funny for him. Okay, I'm take you yeah, I know the character. I'm sorry. I don't know. The I character talk about yet. this guy like I know him. He's one of my book boyfriends. We'll try and that's fair because I love a broken bird. That's fair. So that's what we
0: got coming up in September. So next week we'll talk about uh, the book of lost names, historical fiction, everybody,
1: historical fiction. How are you liking it?
0: Huh? How
1: are you liking it? I already read it. I
0: finished it on Friday. We'll talk about it next week. (laughs) Well, you'll find out next week how
1: I liked it. (laughs) Yay. Oh, I love that look. Okay, we're going to go. You're just going to pack this for next week? Just, I'll save my opinion for next week, okay? (laughs) Okay. All right, I think that's it. Anything else, Molly? I got nothing else. Till next time,
0: guys. I love you, friend. Love you. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. The views discussed here are those of Molly and April, not those of anyone else. Today's book was The Night Circus by Erin Morgenstern. Your book besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins, editing by Thomas Watkins, and music is Sleep Sweetly by Prigida. Don't forget to follow Book Besties on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. If you'd like to contact the Book Besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com. Did you just whiff? No, I swear to God, I heard like a whoo. No, do we need to do it again?